It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. It's uh, Wednesday. Uh, I am actually about to head home. Home being California pretty soon. Um and you know enjoy my stay in texas but it's time to get back to get in california to get ready for training camp and marcus i could not be more excited yeah just like the cowboys you're going out to uh california for training that's camp right this year. we're so, going to ride with them I think. yeah yeah uh, uh, we'll talk about the logistics later. <laughs> uh so today we're going to preview the cowboys offensive tackles heading into camp and landon uh we are getting very very close to when the cowboys actually go out to oxnard uh, it's going to be really close whether we can finish up our training camp preview or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. We'll make sure we do it. Uh, let's talk about the offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Got to start with Tyron Smith, who seems like he's healthy. Now, after an offseason neck surgery, he was at mini camps. He was at OTAs. The expectation is that he'll be ready to go for training camp. My biggest question to you is, can we ever expect a full, let's say, 16, 17 uh, game season from Tyron Smith again? I don't know. You know, I think this is this is a good year to find that out, right? Like, I, I think that that previous to this year, uh, that had you know, always been a question, and I and I feel like you know for at least the last half decade, uh, you know, the answer was probably no. You know, the answer was that we we hadn't really seen a full game season from. Well, Tyrant not Smith. only a full game or a full season from him, but you were getting like what ten games that were really good and three that he was pretty beat up in. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it looks like, and it sounds like, and again, it's sometimes hard to parse off season talk with, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality. Uh, It it sounds like from what he's telling us and from what other people are telling us is that this neck surgery that he had was something that he's been trying to do for a long time that he's needed to do for a long time. And, you know, there is, we, we constantly talk about the negative reinforcement of what happens when you have, you know, kind of, back neck you know lower chain injuries and and how that perpetuates problems so i i think it's reasonable for us to uh you know put some faith behind the fact that that positive changes there could create positive results in that same situation that that neck surgery that he's had that he's needed for a long time that it actually could relieve some uh issues that he's had with his back and and relieve some of those issues with the stingers and you know because that's really been the issue is that he gets a stinger he tries to play through it and then it usually develops into something worse his back so 
maybe there's a chance that this actually alleviates a lot of that and he's able to play a full game season. It sounds like he's gotten a lot more flexible, which is something that I felt like he's needed to do. Uh, So it's possible. I think that this is the year that it's more possible than I felt that, uh, that he could do it than in previous years. You know, it's always felt like we're just trying to manage to get him through the season. Now knock on wood, but I do feel like this is the best offensive tackle depth the Cowboys have had for in a while. Right. That if Tyron does need to miss, let's say a two or three game stretch, I think they're more well suited to to cover for him now than they have been in the past. Even last year, right? Like they just didn't have the guys. Cam Irving wasn't healthy. Brandon Knight was really never healthy for most of the season. I think they're better equipped to handle a Tyron injury. However, man, if they can get 16, 17 games out of Tyron Smith, Honestly, I'm not just saying this because I think he's a, a fantastic tackle. He's so important. If, if he plays 17 games, I don't see how this Cowboy team doesn't make the playoffs. Like he's that important to this team. Yeah, I mean he is. I mean he he has a huge effect when he's playing correctly. Um, you know, and and I think that his presence is uh, uh, you know more than just a stabilizing uh, a presence. It's 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 uh, it's a dominant. Uh, change it when he's there and when he's not. I mean, I well, think he can take away the best pass rusher in a team. And, and beyond that too. I mean, as a, as a, as a run blocker as well, I mean, he's just head and shoulders above everybody yeah. else as well. So uh, yeah, he's a force multiplier to say the least. I mean, what, what he allows you to do uh, by put, by allowing him to be put on an Island in, in, in kind of pass schemes and, and pass protections is that, you know, when you have guys like Lil Collins and, and Tyron Smith that you can trust, you can put more people out and route. And that yes. provides more opportunities to, for, for Dak, more targets for Dak to look at while he's in the pocket. So those are all very good things. And that's kind of an underrated aspect of, of problems that happened last year was, uh, you know, once Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight were in, you know, we all knew what Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight were. They needed a lot of help. Most NFL tackles need a lot of help. So certainly yeah. these guys yeah. did. Uh, and, and that help comes at the expense of, of, of wide receivers and route. Yes or no, Tyron Smith makes the Pro Bowl in 2021. I think I mean I think it's possible. Yes. I, I think you know if he okay. if he plays to his standard, I mean his name, I mean Pro Bowl is a lot more about name recognition than more than anything else. If he Everyone plays knows 14 games, he's gonna be in the Pro Bowl. I'm just telling you. I think it's very likely. And I think he'll you know, if he plays 14 games, he probably will have earned it, you know. I yep. mean, like yep. he's still a really young and talented guy, and especially if he's not having to drag his, you know, shoulder around anymore. Uh, he's got full strength in his left arm, which apparently he didn't have while playing like an All Pro for the last few years. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, it could make a, a very marked uh, a change on this team, and, and obviously that could result in a Pro Bowl. Tyron Smith, only 30 years old. You yeah. th- would think he would be a much older player than that, but only 30? Yeah, I think we could still see a fantastic season from Tyron Smith. Uh, I'm really, really curious to see what he looks like basically after not playing, what, most of last year? He got injured yeah. was it after week two. Uh, I'm looking for a big season for, for Tyron Smith. Uh, I think the other tackle on this team is actually more interesting, Lane, and another tackle mm. that did not play a single snap last year and that's Lyle Collins. Uh, I want to take a quick break before we talk about Lyle Collins so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device 
and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs of the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon. So Lyle Collins has had a really interesting career so far. He started off as a left guard, right, and couldn't stay healthy at guard. Moves to tackle in his first year at tackle. It was a bit of a struggle. Uh, but in 2019, I, I, I can remember talking about it on this podcast, Liam. Like, we were just amazed at how good Lyle was playing that season. We thought he was a, absolutely a Pro Bowl snub. And we were talking about him being maybe the second best offensive lineman on the team that season behind Zach mm-hmm. Martin, right? Well, then he has the double hip surgery. Uh was ruled out pretty quickly for the entire season. Never saw him play a snap. What are the expectations for Lyle entering 2021? Well, I mean, unfortunately for Lyle is, you know, the expectations are high and they need to be high because we need him to, you know, last year was a, a, a terrible year for Lyle as, as it was for anybody. You know, I think that uh, he clearly struggled with his rehab. Uh, he clearly struggled with, uh, you know, the 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 changes in the offseason that were required because of COVID protocols. Uh, and, and, and he didn't keep up the way that he probably needed to, you know, as far as keeping his weight down, keeping his, his uh, regiment going. And, and who could blame him? You know, I mean, honestly, I, yeah. I know that it's honestly it, I think it's it's really it's it, football players often are creatures of habit and and when their habit is broken or or things look different mm-hmm. a lot of times they struggle and um you know Lael Collins is LC is a guy who probably was you know used to going into the the facility every single day working out seeing Dak having lunch you know has a routine suddenly that gets broken suddenly there's a lot of uncertainty other people deal with that you know people deal with People on a, deal with that on a spectrum, right? Yeah, they yeah, deal with sure. like, how they deal with that chaos. And, and I think that Lale just unfortunately didn't ha- take it very well. Now, coming back into this season, clearly there's high levels of expectation because we know what LC can do. Yep. Um, yep. I, I think, I think you know, was it today that we saw uh, uh, Ryan, Ramchick. You know, Ryan, Ryan Ramchick get a $96 million deal, basically $20 million a they're year. They're not that different players when they're on the field. They really are. That's the, that's the thing is that, you know, I, I, the Cowboys currently have both Lael Collins and Tyron Smith under contract for less money than Ryan Ramchick ha- is making per year. And, and, and that's it's insane. Uh, 
I'm bringing that up because, you know, that's not always always going to be the case. And the Cowboys need to find a way to maximize that, you know, the, the benefits that, that they've that got. Have, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that, you know, for Lale, you know, we lost a season. We basically last year was a wash season for us. We need him to come back and play like the player he was developing into 2019. Uh, it sounds like he's motivated. It sounds like he's you know excited. You know, he's really tight friends with with uh, with Dak Prescott, and I know mm-hmm. Dak's in there pushing him really hard. So uh, I have big I have big expectations for Lael, um, and that's you know that's not great necessarily because of you know all the kind of uncertainty that we just talked about, but. I do believe just knowing who LC is and knowing that getting back into the kind of routine of things and getting back into kind of refocused on, on, on reshaping his body and getting healthy again. uh, You know, I think that he's in a better spot now than he was even, you know, obviously after he got injured, but even before he got injured, he's in a better spot than he was last year, just because he's a year away from the surgery. He's had some time to rehab. He's coming into the season uh, uh, in a much better spot than he would have, even if things had gone normally last year. Yeah. So just really quickly, last season, because he was at training camp at the very beginning, if you do remember. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think he was one of these guys because he had it was it was either he had the surgery in the off season or he was dealing with his hip surgery or hip issue where he couldn't work out, so he came yeah. in training camp heavy. It, it just kind of naturally, right? Because he couldn't work out. Like I, I don't think people understood that enough. I heard whispers that it was, you know, he was in the 350s or 360s. I, 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 it doesn't matter if they were right or not. I saw what he's weighing in at now. Like, what did he say, 313? And he's hoping to be down in the 308 range. Uh, I, I actually saw him post a picture on Instagram the other day of him working out with a shirt on. And you can tell he's not in the 320s or 330s. Like, this is, <laughs> this, I almost posted it on Twitter, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want all that. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in great shape. I think he's going to have a monster, monster year. And they, they need him to. And we know how yeah. talented he is. Uh, I Again, I really thought before the end of the 2019 season, it was the best I've ever seen him play. And he was becoming, I think, a Pro Bowl player, if not better than that, like an all-pro level right tackle. If the Cowboys can get that player back this season on top of all the other weapons yeah. they have on offense, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, he's – you know, look, like I said – this wasn't a lazy thing. This was a dealing with two hip surgeries and not exactly understanding how to pop properly rehab the hip while also keeping the weight off while while not getting the full time guidance that he normally would get from because of COVID because he's not, because of COVID. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's just an unfortunate situation, and I'm excited to see him bounce back from it. All right, so the Cowboys did cover themselves a little bit this offseason, bringing in veteran offensive tackle Ty Nischke, uh, who played for Washington for years, was in Buffalo. Now, he is older. I believe he's 38 yeah. or 39 years old. I don't think he's somebody at this stage in your career, in his career that you want to start, but I think he is somebody who can get you through a game and he can start one or two games if you need him to. What are your expectations for Nischke this year? I, th- I mean, I think you said it. I think, uh, you know, it's the idea that he could come in and if you needed him to, uh, you know, start for uh, one or two games, if you needed him to uh, finish a game, come into a game and finish a game because someone got injured, I think he's your guy. I think he's a guy who's got a ton of experience. He's seen it all. So the idea of kind of setting us, uh, you know, uh, stepping in and, 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 
immediately uh, kind of taking taking a role. That's something that's not unfamiliar to him. He's done that in different, several different spots around the league. Uh, so I think that that's something that's beneficial to have. Um, you know, I, I think that if there was a long-term injury at the position, um, I, I don't know that he's necessarily the guy that they would be getting ready for uh, a seven-game stretch. Uh, well, can I give or, you an example? You know, like, let's say Lyle goes down in week one. Mm-hmm. They probably use Ty Nishke to play the rest of that game, right? Probably, and then yeah. probably Terrence Steele would be the starting right tackle for the rest of the season, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's it, it's those kind of uh, conversations that will be being had as to, you know, where's the the line for Ty and, and, and the line for Terrence Steele, Josh Ball, who knows who the next guy is in line. We'll talk about that in, in a second, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I think that – but I think that you're right. The, the idea is that they have covered themselves a tackle in layers, right? And in, in, yes. in, in, yes. in, in not just like a, a, a full-time, you know, swing tackle guy who, okay, this is our solution. Because I think that's what happened last year is that they, they felt like they had a good solution. And to their credit – I thought Cam Irving played better than I even expected him. Yeah, to play I think he was when an he was above average swing tackle. Absolutely, and and I was not expecting that. Right. Well, you know so, what's crazy is Cam played what only a couple of games, but he played well, and he was able to parlay those couple yeah. of games that he played well and do a big contract. Where now he's the starting offensive tackle for the Panthers. And that shows you, man. And that shows you, yep. like, just the, the 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 demand for tackles in the league, right? Like, if you're a decent swing tackle, if you're competent. You're going to get paid. You're competent. You you got a starter signing signing deal. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I think that the Cowboys learned a little bit from their lesson last year. They had Cam Irving, uh, but but guess what? You lost three tackles. <laughs> and so, what do you do now? Now, so I think what they've got now is they've got their three tackles. They got their two starters in the swing. They've got a, a, a fourth guy that, that got experience last year. Maybe not good experience, but he got some experience last year at Terrence Steele, and you hope that maybe he can uh, come back a little bit better and, and learn a little bit more, a little bit stronger, uh, and, and potentially give you uh, a, a, you know somehow give, give you, uh, you know, some snaps there if you needed it. Or if you can get Josh Ball up to speed faster, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe he's a guy that, that, that can kind of take that role. But, but, but the point is, is that they have – uh, better solutions than they did last year okay. and not just kind of resting there. I mean, look, uh, you couldn't, it, it would have been almost impossible to try to prepare for what happened to the Cowboys offensive. Oh, last year. well, not I only mean, the three guys at the top, right. But you yeah. also had Brandon Knight played injured a lot that season, right? Terrence Steele actually missed some time. And that's why they had to slide out Zach Martin on top of that. Your center got hurt, right? Yep. So it, it, then Zach Martin, it was, just, it was a disaster on the offensive line. No, but there was no team in the league that could be able to overcome that. And the Cowboys didn't either, but I do think they're better for it now heading into the 2021 season because they just have more depth of guys that have played a bunch. Let's be clear. If the same sort of thing happens this year as it did last year, I mean, the Cowboys are probably better suited than they were, but but it's still not going to be pretty if that happens. I don't think no. you can prepare for that kind of thing, right? There's there's no there's no solution for that that's good. Well, like you, you can't have two you starting example. offensive lines on your team, basically that you can just rotate in like like hockey lines. I think Andy Reid is the best offensive coach in the football. I think he's a fantastic play designer, and they have the best quarterback in football. Right? They lost two tackles, not three, two tackles, and they couldn't even score a touchdown. In a, in a Super Bowl, right? Like the offense completely fell apart with two offensive line injuries. The Cowboys were dealing with several all season long to guys that are frankly better than what Kansas City had. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that that shows you just kind of the, the importance of the position. So, yeah, uh, yeah th- those guys are obviously going to have a big role. And that's why you pay Tynisky big money, even if he's only going to come in and, you know, play a couple snaps here and there or maybe yeah. a whole game. It's worth it. I agree. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bill Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next box at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Lane, let's talk about Terrence Steele because I actually watched just about every snap from Terrence Steele uh, last night preparing for the show. Masochist. Yeah. <laughs> he was awful in the first half of the season. There's there's yeah. no way to say it. In the Atlanta game, mm-hmm. he was atrocious. He had three penalties. He gave up multiple sacks. He was not good. But by the end of the season, especially closer to like weeks 15, 16, and 17 – I think he was passable as a right tackle. Now the the pass blocking is still a little bit of an issue. I thought he improved drastically as a run blocker as the season went along. It it did have me a little bit more encouraged than on top of everything. We're hearing that he's worked just about every single day this offseason with Duke Manyweather. Um, he's only 24 years old. I'm not saying that he's going to be a starting right tackle in the NFL, but I do think there's a chance that he could be a serviceable slash passable swing tackle if you need him. What are your thoughts on Terrence Steele entering year two? Look, I mean, he certainly had a, a, an awful year last year. I mean, and frankly, I mean, you want to talk about not fair, you know, fair, fair or what whatever. Happened no, what happened to him was absolutely unfair. Um, and, and, you know, for his development, for his future, it was the worst possible thing that could happen to him because now he's exposed uh, you know, I'm sure offensive tackles are like anybody else. They they deal with confidence. They deal with their mm-hmm. you know their ability and 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 how to use it. Um, I, you know, the fact that he was able to get through last year and then continues fighting the whole time, uh, that's that's impressive. It wasn't great. The results were not great on the field. Yeah. I think yeah, I we can all say that. Um, and I think that you know the, the improvements uh, um, in the run game specifically, I think are are absolutely valid and and i think that that's not surprising i mean the guy didn't do a bunch of run blocking in, in no. past in, in in college and and actually that's my concern here with him is that he had well over i think a thousand pass snaps in college oh I mean, yeah he, like he started yeah he started four years um if i'm not mistaken at texas tech um yeah, look, I'll, I'll, like I said, running, run blocking, they didn't do a ton of it, so he's still learning that. He's been doing a lot of pass blocking for a long time. My my concern is, you know, how much tweaking can be done. You know, it's not like he hasn't seen a lot. 
so, I would say a lot though, because remember, he's going against Big Twelve pass rushers, which is basically sure. the equivalent to you and I going out there. Well, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Lots of tweaking needs to be done. Yes, yes, yes. How much tweaking can be done? I guess is my concern. You know, because there is a uh, uh, you know a learned you know there's a portion where you actually learn the bad thing by doing it over and over again and then hoping you can improve by changing it here and there so my concern is that this isn't just like a ball of clay you know this guy has been formed before and 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 it's not pretty so it's more kind of having to relearn a lot of past stuff which i think is actually more difficult than like uh you know Isaac, Isaac Akron, you know, a guy that, yeah. that, that doesn't have Alcorn, a ton of experience. Right? I'll, I'll, apologies if I mispronounced No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to recap Terrence Steele's offseason because I don't think people understand how brutal of a situation he was, right? He is this undrafted rookie free agent that has no mini camp, no rookie mini camp to even get on the field and show anything. He goes to training camp, and I can't imagine that he got a lot of snaps with Tyron and Lyle there and – Cam Irving taking snaps and Brandon Knight. Like, I think most of us were shocked when he made the 53-man roster, right? Like, when he was when he made the roster, we were surprised because he had no preseason. We never got to see him. And then all of a sudden, he started week one against the Rams on Sunday night football. Like, that's, that's a crazy offseason for any undrafted Ricky free agent. So, it's not surprising that he struggled. Um, I do think it's interesting that the coaching staff stuck with him or stuck with him so long, right? Like they could have moved Cam Irving over there. They could have done a bunch of different things, but there, there must be something that Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin liked about him to keep putting him out there at right tackle. Again, I'm not saying that he's going to be a starting right tackle. I just, I, I wonder, I, I wonder what it is that the coaching staff likes so much about him because I think maybe there is a chance that he could be a swing tackle in the NFL. Yeah, I mean he has traits without a doubt. Like, I mean he's got long arms, he's got quick feet. Like, there's there's certainly a lot to like about his uh, athletic profile, and I think he has upside there. I mean, I think it's, I just think it's it's not as it's not always as easy when you get when you have bad learned behavior. Right? Yes, I agree. And, I agree. So uh, I, I'm certainly not ruling him out, and I, and I think that he has a, a very look. What happened last year to him was terrible, but now that he's on the other side of it, I'm very interested to see how he takes that experience and moves forward. I, I wouldn't you know? be surprised at all if he's one of these players at camp that just looks dramatically better than we saw at any point last Absolutely. year. Absolutely, right? like I, now I wouldn't he's either. Yeah, then now that he's had a full offseason, he's been working with Duke Manyweather. He's reportedly getting stronger. He's focusing on the right tackle position only. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if we go to camp and it's like, hey, Terrence Steele doesn't look half bad. Like, if they have to play him, okay, we feel much better about it. The other guy I want to touch on really quickly is Josh Ball. We've actually yeah. talked about him quite a bit after the Cowboys selected him. Was it the fourth round, I believe, late fourth yeah. round? Uh, of the 2021 NFL draft. Um, We're not going to talk about the character issues. We're going to talk about only the player that we see on the field. Uh, How quickly do we think Josh Ball is going to become the Cowboys swing tackle? I mean, I think pretty quickly. I mean, I, 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 I definitely like what he, his talent is. He has skills and, 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 you know, like I said, we aren't going to get into the off field stuff, but the off field stuff is the reason that he went so low. I mean, it's not because of his talent. I mean, if he was able to stay at Florida State and, and didn't have to deal, didn't have all those off-field issues or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't have doubts that he would probably have been a 
second day round two pick. pick. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Early, early third round pick. I agree. He's probably one of the players I'm most interested to see at camp because I want to see how he matches up with like a Randy Gregory, right? Because yeah. he's, he's very athletic. He's also very big. Does he look overwhelmed? Is he a natural? He, somebody who looked pretty good at Florida state when we saw him. So he needs Josh, some work. He's, He's still yeah. kind of a waist bender, you know. He's still, I yes. mean, he, even though yeah. he's he's got incredibly long arms, it feels like he he needs a little bit more patience. So I do think this is a good spot for him because if he doesn't have to play right away and he can get kind of a year uh, of of instruction, uh, it'll go a long way for him. Do we think the Cowboys keep five offensive tackles this year? After last year, maybe. It's going to be interesting because Brandon Knight, it sounds like he's moving into guard and maybe that helps, right? Maybe you only keep four and you keep Brandon Knight as the fifth. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really want to give up on any of these guys, especially not Josh Ball, who's your, you know, your draft pick, Ty Nishke, who's a veteran. Um, could Connor McGovern end up being a, a guy that uh, could be a surprise cut? Who, Nishke? No, McGovern. I mean, I mean, we're talking about oh. tackles, but but I'm saying like maybe in order to get the numbers to work correctly, because Knight plays both guard and tackle. Maybe I, I also think, as you were saying that, I think Nishki could be, and this is what I would say: they could cut cut him before week one when they probably yep. don't need him, right? Yep. And then just re-sign him after maybe. week one, and then have use him on a week by week basis. His contract wasn't big to begin with, anyways. It was just over the veteran minimum. That wouldn't surprise me at all either because I think it's easier to keep a Ty Nishki from being claimed rather than a Terrence Steele who's 24 yeah, years uh, old. Let's play the yeah, young, young tackles, I, I'm not trying to risk on yeah. the, the waiver wire, I, if that's what you're uh, Overall, I think this is one of the deepest offensive tackle units the Cowboys have had in the last decade or so. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how those two young tackles perform at training camp. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow Landon at NicoleBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.